Hello and welcome to a God I Wish There's No Drilling episode <laughs> of The Brave Room. Hey, guess what? We got it on time this month. Hooray! We're now 50% on time and 50% not on time since we started <laughs> this whole monthly format. And hey, remember, if you like these podcasts, you know, leave, leave a comment. Or maybe if you hate them, leave a comment too, you know? Those are always fun to read as well. And also, we can game the algorithm, baby. I mean, don't tell them that. <laughs> But yeah, if you could help us like just boost us up in the algorithm, that'd be great. For no reason other than I want to beat what I assume, I guess Martha Stewart must have a podcast. If we can if we can get over Martha Stewart, that'd be great. <laughs> so we're not gonna, but you know, it's important to have dreams. Anyways, as always, I'm your host, Juan Amiral, and today we have Kit the usual as well. Not on a training arc. Not on a training arc. Have you woken up in Shibuya recently? Fortunately, no, I think. It is my fantasy to just wake up in Shibuya because I want to go to Japan, obviously. Uh huh. But I do not like travel. Flights are possibly my least favorite form of transportation ever. <laughs> I have a whole stand-up set written about how much I hate flying. Actually, no, let's just go straight into it. Yes, Kingdom Hearts Four, huh? Yeah, Kingdom Hearts Four, and from what I have gleaned, that this announcement is a touch too early. You know? You know? It's so funny that like games still do this where they, they have the super early announcement because they don't want it to leak. Which is, you know, a fair assessment to make. But on the other hand, you're just gonna doom the game to the overdrawn hype cycle. And I feel Kingdom Hearts is the worst for this. Because Kingdom Hearts fans are, and I'm, I'm put, I'll put this lightly, <laughs> King Cycles. <laughs> like, I don't think Kingdom Hearts is that good. Okay. <laughs> It's a subpar action game with a weird story and too many spin-offs. Insert dramatic gasp here. I remember playing Kingdom Hearts 3 and there's that scene with the tornado of Keyblades where supposedly they tried to pull a Nier Automata where all the names of the mobile game players showed up. Uh-huh. And it was the most unearned book that I've ever seen. <laughs> It's just like the mobile game, really. And people are like, oh, no, you have to play all these spin offs to understand. No, you don't. <laughs> I didn't play any. And Kingdom Hearts 3 made just as much sense to me as it did to like some lore hound. <laughs> like, just because I'm not like creaming my pants over, oh, Big Barnot is, is there. That's that guy in the corner. That's Big Bar. It doesn't matter. This is the same sh- with like people who say that you need to watch the Sam Raimi Spider-Man to understand No Way Home. You don't. Those characters could be anyone else. It just so happens that they took your favorite actor from 20 years ago. (laughs) It's the same thing here. Don't worry about it. Kingdom Hearts plot is simple. Sora does the big darkness heart thing and then it may out. be simple, but it ain't clean. Ha ha ha. Hey, we got there. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing is, you know, people are like, no, no, Kingdom Hearts plot, actually there's a through. There is not. Do you know Organization 30 just randomly came back to life for Kingdom Hearts 3? It, what? Because you kill all of them in Kingdom Hearts 2. I see. And then in 3, they're just back. And they're like, no, no, we got our hearts back. We're alive now. Oh god, wish that were me, man. And it's just like, yeah, no mobile game ex- is explaining this. <laughs> Admit it, you took the Fujoshi money, Nomura. <laughs> <laughs> like, my only experience with Kingdom Hearts was a chain of memories, I believe. that. Yeah, GBA the, game. Yeah, the GBA game, yeah. And I was super bad at it. I think it had some vague platforming, and I also ran out of card draw, like, oops. 
Okay, never mind. I'm dead. And also, uh, Yoko Shimamura's endless suffering under Nomura's very vague instructions to her music. God bless you, woman. Yeah, yeah. I think you can make a work to his Nomura support group at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. And I, I say this with no factual basis whatsoever other than trust me bro, why would I lie in the month of Ramadan? People go on the internet to lie? Organization 13 saved Kingdom Hearts. Uh-huh. I think if they didn't introduce 13 Bishis for the second game, that game would've been dead in the ground. <laughs> They've been around since Chain of Memories. They're, they're a big part of Chain of Memories as well. Without it, Kingdom Hearts would've just been a subpar one-hit wonder. Like, it would have been like Epic Mickey, except even Epic Mickey managed to get a second game out. But even then, yeah, that game's dead. Yeah, King- Kingdom Hearts 2 would have come out, if it launched without Organization 13, Kingdom Hearts 2 would have come out and then they would have just been like, yeah, well. There you go. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, anyways, there's not much to talk about Kingdom Hearts 4 because there's not much to say about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just find it so... I find it so funny because Kingdom Hearts to me is like numbered Final Fantasy games. Uh-huh where there's supposed to be a big gap between them. And to me, 3 still feels like it just came out. <laughs> I mean, by all means, it's technically true, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like they shouldn't have even announced it. Like, <laughs> ah, whatever, so it leaks, whatever. I mean, I suppose even if it leaks, like, I think... Devil May Cry 5 was leaked like three years before it was announced. It was the worst kept secret in Capcom. I think people were also pretty much expected like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like the next numbered Final Fantasy. Ooh, boo, there's, there's gonna be a Final Fa- Hey, heads up guys, it's gonna be a Final Fantasy 17. <laughs> Whether or not it's preceded by 16-2, that I can't confirm, but <laughs> guess what? It's gonna- it's, it's like Street Fighter 6. You know, everyone's like, oh my god, they're not- Of course they're gonna announce Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter makes Capcom money. Uh-huh. Or, you know, a new Monster Hunter. These these are all easy calls to make. And someday we might even get a new Ace Attorney with that money. Who can say? Nah, that's, that's gone. <laughs> Capcom doesn't like doesn't like you glorifying lawyers whenever they get in trouble. Oh. <laughs> I gotta say though, Kingdom Hearts 3 was like just <sighs> I don't know. Maybe I, if I was someone who based my entire personality on Kingdom Hearts, I'd have found it this touching epilogue, but I didn't, so I don't. So now Sora's kind of dead, I guess. People are saying they're probably gonna do Marvel, Star Wars stuff. I fully believe that, because Disney can't resist. <laughs> they can't resist their brand integration. But yeah, that's, that's what's going on with the Kingdom Hearts. Well, well, what else happened this month? Okay, f- first of all, I wanna I wanna acknowledge some some stupid. I can't remember if I talked about this in the last Elden Ring chat. Mm-hmm. Anime fans are fucking dumb. I'm sorry <laughs> if you are an anime fan and you are I don't know let's say under 25, you are dumb. That's this flat rule because so you know Elden Ring has the big tree, the uh-huh. old tree in the middle, big glowing tree. And I saw people dead ass say this was oh this is a reference to Attack on Titan. He was inspired by Attack on Titan because <laughs> of the past. No, idiot. There's a chapter of Berserk 
where Griffith kills a giant kaiju and it turns into a massive glowing tree that he then builds a kingdom around. <laughs> Which is exactly what the city of Landell in Elden Ring is. It's a giant city built around a big glowing tree. But no, no, with my limited anime knowledge, I said this is a sword art online reference because of... Oh, I want to talk about that. You know, the funny thing about like having read so much fantasy, uh-huh. as fantasy manga, and then only do going to Berserk is you realize how much of that comes from Berserk. <laughs> and I can definitively say Kirito is the worst like guts clone I've ever seen. <laughs> to the point that they even call him the Black Swordsman. I'm like, shut the hell up, Kirito. <laughs> I should point out, I don't even watch Sword Art Online, but I remember when it first came out, my classmate tried to get me into it. It's like, no, no, but see, this is an anime for gamers, because it's he's in the game and Kirito is so cool. And I watched it for like 15 seconds and couldn't stand it. <laughs> because it was the blacksmith girl or something. She's this typical Moe blob, being like, oh my god, Kirito's coming home or something like that. And so I get, no. But yeah, no. And I hate... This This, this isn't even an Elden Ring topic anymore. No, I hate what Sword Art Online did to, did to fancy anime. Because not all fancy anime needs to have like MMO elements in it. I watched Eden Zero. And the moment they started talking about guild levels, I was like, No. No, you're, be- you're better than this. Hiro Mashima, come on. I mean, you, Hiro Mashima recycles his protagonist and his... His fetish. Oh my god, I love it. I love it so much. Man has one fetish and has replicated it in every work. <laughs> it's gotten so bad that I don't even remember what the female leads are named anymore. I call them Ellie no matter what. <laughs> well, my friend tries to like tell me like, you know, oh yeah, you know, this character. And I'm like, who, who is that? He goes, Which Ellie is this? And I'm like, oh, you mean Ellie? He goes, yeah, yeah, it's Ellie. <laughs> And listen, here's the thing about guys, mangaka who have certain fetishes and don't hide it. I love it when they're not cowards. So like, you know, it doesn't even have to be a far out fetish, you know. But just as long as it's not generic, you know, big titty girl who likes the main character. Like, they gotta have something else going on. So in Hiro Mashima's case, it's always headstrong, dumb of ass. I don't even remember what her name in fairy tale is, but you know, you have Ellie from Rave and you have... I, Lucy. Lu- Lu- Lucy is fairy tale. Ah, and Ellie Tree in, uh, <laughs> in Eden Zero. I don't... I love the fact that she's a failing YouTuber. It's great. She's a failing YouTuber and her cat turns into a gun. Like, that man loves gun girls so much. Like, no, it's, it's a gun. Well, he does have that gate of nightmares with Square Enix thing, but I'm not sure if the main girl has a gun. Oh, she will. She will. <laughs> At the very least, there'll be a scene where she picks up a gun and goes, like, I could use this. <laughs> Hiro Mashima ain't slick. I'm, I'm on to you. Okay, now I'm willfully transitioning to this anime topic here. I watched Shikimori's Not Just a Cutie. Uh-huh. That is the horniest manga I've ever seen without any fan service shots. <laughs> like, you know, compare, people like to compare it to uh, Dress Up Darling from last season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be rude. Dress Up Darling was the most fan service I've ever 
And that's good. I'm not complaining about that. You will not find any of this Puritan shit <laughs> on this podcast. But Shikimori does not have any of that. Like it, it does have a very two-dimensional female lead. She literally only has one personality trait and that is loves my boyfriend. However, this man's fetish, on paper, this is a terrible anime. And I feel as much like it feels like a chore to sit through it. However, this man's fetish shines through the bad <laughs> in the fog. It is the daybreak from which the, di- the dark night ends. You see the beacon of light. I see the hope, which is this man's love for strong, cool women. (laughs) Because that is the joke. The single joke of every chapter of the manga is, man, Shikimori's so cool. She does cool things like hold her fringe out of her face and, and say cool things. There is a whole chapter where the climax of the chapter is her calling her boyfriend a good boy. Like, you don't get more honest than that. <laughs> at that point, like, and this is fairly early on. The manga's at like 140 chapters or something. This happens around chapter 25, I think. At that point, I thought to myself, I don't know if there's anywhere else for this to go. <laughs> And you can tell, like, this is so much so his dominant fetish. There is a whole arc about them wanting to go to go swimming in the river together. And they keep teasing about how, you know, Shikimori wants to wear a cute swimsuit because her, her character dilemma is she wants her boyfriend to call her cute. But because she's too damn cool, <laughs> this never happens. So, uh-huh. It was multiple chapters of them just joking about like, oh, you know, Shikimori's gonna wear a cute swimsuit. And then that said swimsuit appears in one panel in the entire like three chapter spread <laughs> because she dives into the water to save her clinically clumsy boyfriend <laughs> from drowning. And it is never commented on. And that's how you know. That's how you know he's a real one. <laughs> You got, you gotta respect it. So yeah, that's a mangaka hall of fame. That's my point. <laughs> I don't know, like what? Also, sh- also shout out to Helltaker for no particular reason. I suppose. Oh, shout out to Helltaker. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna get to Helltaker. I just wanted to finish up all the manga, but, but yeah, I know Helltaker. Man, man, just straight up admitted it. It's like, yo, <laughs> girls in suits though. And you know what? Gotta agree. I'm waiting for that Lucifer pop up parade to to open, <laughs> open for pre-orders. Cause I want, I want me one. I'll get one. That's it. That, I think that's about it for the for the horny manga. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, see, cause that's the thing, right? Like, like Dress Up Darling is like one of my favorite manga of all time. But I will concede, it's not that far advanced on the manga cast fetish. <laughs> also, yeah. Okay, let's let's count count one bad one. Komi-san, that is a manga mangaka living in denial. Ooh. Legit. I wanna I wanna like just talk to the mangaka and just be like, yo, so how bad do you wanna be Komi-san? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with having your main character be yourself into it. Like, heck, Berserk does it. <laughs> like Berserk started getting lighter in tone because, you know, because Miyazaki didn't want didn't want to live that kind of life anymore. And that's why the last, the later chapters of Berserk are about moving on and stuff. So spoilers for Komi-san if you're, if you haven't read the manga. Main character gets together with Komi-san. Woo! And then spends what feels like the next 20 chapters for every character congratulating him and telling him how lucky he is that he 
got together. Like I twenty chapters. I can't. I don't have the exact number for you, but that's definitely what it felt like. Because every time I opened the new chapter, it's it would just be these dudes going, "There's no way you're with Komi-san," and then Komi-san holds up the notebook. Yes, we are. Oh my God, you're with Komi-san. Insert Evangelion congratulations scene, I suppose. It's not. It's not even that. It's just. The, every other character having a meltdown and then Komi-san going up to me I'm with this guy now, you have to respect that It's just, oh god <laughs> That sounds so tiring to go through It is, I legit dropped the manga for that Which is a shame because apparently after that they finally like featured a character that, that everyone has been wanting I think her name is literally Kishidan or something like that And her whole thing is she wears a school uniform and knights armor Oh damn Yeah, yeah it's a shame because Komi-san is, is can be legitimately charming sometimes with his weird side characters but oh my god is it interrupted by the mangaka's own thirst for it <laughs> or I, my friend and I used to joke that like if you go to, to Comicat or whatever the mangaka would be there like in disguise but you could tell it was him by all the Komi merch he was buying <laughs> he'd have like five Dakimathras like hang like in his bag I see you, I see you Oda <laughs> But yeah, I want to talk about Spy X Family because that's the hot new thing right now. I haven't watched it yet, but like I was telling Ben earlier this morning, I saw a hot fan art of The Wife and cool, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm a man of very simple tastes, so I'm I'm in. We, we got off pretty far from the, from the video games. Yeah, I mean, if you can somehow make video games of all the stuff we just mentioned and sure we can just tie it in we're totally clairvoyant here man i don't understand people who want their favorite anime as video games because people are saying that like, there should be a berserk video. there is it's called elden ring <laughs> there's a, like uh, the the entire soul series here no no but but elden ring especially because it is the most like evocative of the early chapters of Berserk where it's literally you travel down the road and then there's a guy who's like oh, I am the lord of the castle down the road here but it's been overrun by monsters can you go oh no it's not, not even the owner of the castle it'll usually be like some servant or something it's like, oh my castle my lord's been overcome by by you know demons or whatever can you you go and then you go in and sure enough the castle looks like shit and you go you go in, you fight all the monsters and you get all the way to where the Lord's room is and now the Lord is a giant monster called Zimbab the Boogly and then you kill him and then you get you get the Boogly braces and it talks about how Zimbab the Boogly used to be a benevolent king and then and then he turned into a monster or something. That is Berserk. That is literally the first five chapters of Berserk. That is the closest to a Berserk game you're going to get. So much so that like, I got hooked on spellcasting in the game because giving monsters COVID in that game works really, really <laughs> well. And so that one boss, where like, it got to the point where it was affecting my enjoyment of the game. I was like, no, okay, I'm gonna try killing this boss without relying on my magic. It's just to derive some, some thrill from this. And so we, my friends and I, we call them guts runs. <laughs> just because I use a colossal weapon, so I was just like, yeah, we're gonna guts run this where you're only allowed to use the colossal weapon, no no switching to the magic. It's time. But yeah, no, uh, the late bosses in that game, there is no there is no dignity to be had with them. You win by whatever way you can because they they don't care. <laughs> Malak, if the black blade cuts your HP and does f***ing judgement cuts, so yeah, just you kill them in any way you can. And I suppose we all know Melania, Blade of Mikela. <laughs> yeah, no, she's. I've found there there are some funny solutions to stopping Melania that still require a lot of skill. 
It's weird. New York Times published this article talking about how, like, oh, you know, a lot of bosses have a cheese that requires no skill. I'm like, no, I promise you, even the really simple ones required a lot of skill to find. <laughs> like, Melania, so her main dangerous type you have to worry about is this type called waterfowl dance, where she jumps up into the air for a bit, she hovers for a bit, and then she dives down and does this flurry of slashes. And the, the way to dodge it is something like you run with the camera not locked onto her for the first two swings, mm -hmm. and then dodge backwards for the third swing, and dodge forwards for the fourth swing, or something like that. <laughs> it is insane. Or you can make this item called the freezing pot and chuck it at her while she's hovering and she will drop like a rock. And the best part is it will cause enough frost damage to her that she will get a frost prop which does a chunk of her HP and makes her take more damage while the prop is active. So yeah, that's Melania. I don't even know how long this episode's been going. So fun fact listeners, we had to record this podcast in several chunks. <laughs> There's not been that much more news I feel. I do find the acquisition wars hilarious. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because why do people care? Why do, why do people care that like whose team gets which studios? Like right now, PlayStation is set to announce their next big acquisition. So everyone's speculating what it's gonna be. Like first people thought it was Koji Pro and then Kojima like came out and said came out and said, No, it's not us. And now people people have been wanting it to be FromSoft for a while. I kind of don't, just because I think FromSoft makes good games and I don't, I like the system we have now. I don't think they should they should be an exclusively PlayStation thing. But who knows? I just don't understand why like you know you care about it when the announcement's made. I don't know. I don't get all the speculation. We got to be all on those monopoly chips, you know. Yeah, it's duopoly technically because Microsoft owns everything. Else. <laughs> I guess a triopoly because anything that's not owned by either of them is owned by Tencent. So yeah, that's that's wild. And anything else you want you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, nothing much. I suppose just surviving the blitz, getting on to my daily grinds, which are much more enjoyable than other games that I can name. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wanted to throw in a rant about my experience buying sneakers, but I can literally hear the hardware guys <laughs> setting up their, their drill right now. Like, So I think for once, we have a shorter than usual episode. Hooray. Hooray. Anyways, don't forget, The Brave Room is now in a monthly format, so don't forget to check out third Thursday of next month, where I will be back from my, from my trip to the UK. I'll be gone. I'll be gone on a... <laughs> On a sabbatical. Yeah, I'll be I'll be on a sabbatical. I hope to maybe work on some content while I'm gone. Who knows? We'll uh, we'll see. Another episode of the Brave Room. Take care, guys. Take care. And remember, if you are currently holding a drill, think maybe there is some people recording audio upstairs right now. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be such a dumb jerk and have gone started my work earlier in the morning or something. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs>